What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Prove Me Wrong podcast. This is episode nine of the podcast. If you haven't yet, please take the time to go rate and review the podcast in iTunes. It really helps with the ratings. It helps me as I'm trying to get sponsors. So if you got 30 seconds, please just go and give the podcast five stars, if you will. But in this podcast, I was joined by my former co-host of the Sports Click and current best friend, Brian motherfucking Winnegar. Uh, we had a great time on this podcast. We discussed the upcoming Connor and Floyd fight, uh, Bones Jones and PED use, and just a bunch of other shenanigans, man. We had a great time doing it, and I hope you enjoy it as well. So here we are, Brian Winnegar. everybody and welcome to a very special edition of the prove me wrong podcast this is a video cast and i'm joined by the former host of the sports click aka b-dub aka pinche and everybody's favorite guy brian winnegar that's debatable (laughs) that is debatable brian what's up dog thanks for having me on man um what's this your 11th episode officially Oh no no! See no, it was supposed to be ten. Was supposed to be the hot ones challenge, but that's um, what I thought. Yeah, but um, I didn't get around to doing ten of them, so it was like eight. So I think this is number nine. Well, congratulations! Happy to be here. Thank you. Um, you know, I'm I'm, I'm stoked that you brought me on to talk about the fantasy football draft. Uh, <laughs> up right now, you know, I will say the Odell Beckham injury, uh, his ankle sprain. Um, it's really going to affect his draft stock coming into the the fourth pick overall which i have in our league but that's not what you want to talk about you motherfucker i, I you said what that, am i here for you said that snap the other day of suzanne listening to um a podcast of fan was that real or was that staged no 100 percent real 100 percent real i come in she's listening to because we're in we're we're in a league together so she's doing her homework she prepares for these things totes adorbs uh you know i i, I walked in and She's got I don't even know who it was, but they're breaking down, you know, what quarterbacks to pick in the sixth round. And it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. But are we going to be are we going to talk about that today? I, I think Why am I here? I think at this point, Suzanne can name more NFL players than I could. I guarantee that. Oh, you jealous? Oh, I I guarantee you that. I guarantee you that. Yes, I am extremely jealous. You know, I can't do that. A little performance enhancing drug. Hey, it's legal in California. Mm. You're so jelly, bro. But it's it's a shame there's not more going on in the world right now. Oh my gosh. So Two, was it? What when's this airing? Saturday, Friday, tomorrow? Uh, today's Thursday. I mean, I'd like to get it out tomorrow, but I procrastinate like a motherfucker. So we'll see. Tomorrow. It's tomorrow. it's finally here. It's finally a here. That, yes. A fight that everybody said would never happen. <laughs> A fight that on paper, six months ago, you know, people would, would say that this is ridiculous. Connor doesn't have a chance. But at this point in time, on August 25th, 2017, when Connor knocks Floyd out. 26th. The, uh, yeah, on the 26th. Uh-huh. It wouldn't even be the craziest thing to happen all year. I mean, I mean look at this. It, it's unbelievable. You know what's happened? We got Nazis wa- wa- marching in the streets. We got Donald Trump as president. We've got all these different things. If Connor knocks out Floyd, it's what maybe top twenty craziest <laughs> things 2017 so far. But he's got a shot, man. 
It's the craziest thing. I know you thing. think he does. You've got a tattoo bet on it. Dude, okay. So for those of you that don't know, I have a tattoo bet on it where I'm taking Conor McGregor and my buddy Taylor's taking Floyd Mayweather. And I mean, every morning I set up my sales staff, I get all the leads out, and then I come out of my office and I go talk to Taylor and go, how do you feel today, bud? Seeing if he saw any new video. And he's in the minority where he legit thinks um, – Connor is going to get knocked out or get a TKO against him. He thinks Floyd is. He said if anyone gets knocked out, it's going to be Connor. And it's like, what? You think you Either think Floyd's going to hit him harder than Nate Diaz? He hasn't knocked out anyone in ten years, and the one he did, we all know how shady that was. So I, I don't know. I, I I can't wait to hear him talk on Sunday to see if this is all him playing possum with me or bravado or either way man just look how this thing has been promoted look at the the vegas odds yeah. that tells you all you need to know the fact that connor is what now plus 350 yep i mean if you look at at who's mayweather's fought in those in those lines i don't think pacquiao was that close or he was right around it when when pacquiao fought mayweather i know mm-hmm. madonna was and madonna mm-hmm. was like plus 500 so if you look at the how much the line has changed and moved, I think that speaks to how well this thing has been promoted, especially by Dana White in the UFC, leaking those videos of, of, of him sparring Polly Malignaghi, whatever the hell his name is, <laughs> you know, we'll forget about it in six weeks. We yep. didn't know it six weeks ago. No. That guy pisses that me the fuck off. I know I can say that on this now. I yes. and I will say fuck because <laughs> he pisses the fuck off. But if you look at just that, look at the, how much the line has moved. I think that just speaks to what great promotion uh, the UFC has done. And I'll, I'll even give Floyd credit for it. You know, Floyd, his, the fact that, you know, if you've been watching the all-access shows and everything he's tweeting about, oh, I'm going to be in the strip club from now until the fight, Mayweather is doing that on purpose because he wants people to think he's not taking him seriously. He wants to uh, even the odds here, and I feel like they have the look at the line. The lines moved so far; they have, and that's what makes it interesting. Because six months, a year ago, if you would have told people about this fight, they wouldn't give Connor a chance in hell. And this day, one day before the fight, it's close to fifty-fifty, and that's unbelievable. And I know, you know, we've been following Connor his whole career. We know what he's capable of. We, listen, we're not stupid to know that that he's actually he's, he's going into the boxing ring with Floyd, where you can argue he's the best of all time at that specific skill set. But mm-hmm. but Connor is a different beast that we have never seen before, and who knows if we ever will. I mean, his his he's in the peak uh, his his peak athletic ability, being 28 years old on top of the world. You could forget the bright lights uh, scaring him. Not he, at all. He, You're right. He feeds on that. And just that innate ability to believe in himself on top of everything else, it, man, he's, he's, you got you to gotta give it to him. You know, you got to give it to him. So it's – it's it's definitely you're gonna be on the edge of your seat. That's all you can ever ask you for. You see me? Fight. This is like my this is like legit. This is like a like a food my dance. My nipples like, are hard. This is my happy dance. I'm so excited for it. Like the what I I used to be a pretty big fan of LeBron. I don't give a fuck about Who? LeBron anymore. Who? Who the fuck is that guy? Like Who? I'm all in on Conor McGregor now. And we were talking about it today at lunch. Like I went back to see if I could find like old audio of the sports click. Because we've been talking, it's, it's easy to say now, but for anybody that listened to the sports clip, we've been talking about Mc- Conor McGregor since 2013. 
and about him being the best. And I mean, I remember talking with him with uh, Derek from Total Zen Float back in the day, and he's like, "Oh, he's not shit. It's all hype." I mean, I don't know if you remember that far back, but he never thought Connor would be anything. And we've been on the Connor train, I think, since day one. Yeah, I remember when he first came in and he headlined um, that that card in Boston. I think that was about three years ago now at this point. And I used to watch every single Dana Dana White video vlog there was, and mm-hmm. he was on one of them. And Dana's taking him down, you know, Rodeo Drive, and and just buying him all this stuff. And you could just see his his charisma. And Dana and the Fertitas, they they saw it back then. And Dana would always say. If this guy could throw a punch, he's going to be the next superstar, and we all know he can throw more than just a punch. The, the guy's been delivering on both ends, and you know he's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. Um, but I will tell you this. I wanted to say this. Oh, the 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 people out there that want this fight to end more than anybody else are the national media sportscasters. Colin Cowherd, Skip Bayless, all those guys want Shannon Sharp. All these guys want this fight to end so bad because it is such an embarrassment watching them try to break this thing down, watching them try to have old UFC fighters like Randy Couture on their show. But do they know it? it? Like, what's your take? You watch all that stuff more than I do. Like, I I literally have ESPN and Fox Sports blocked on every social media I can. I mean, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. So I see nothing what they see. Like, that's 100% true. Good for you. Uh, I do. I just see it because I see it roll roll through Twitter and right. you know I just it's more of a freak show for me to watch these when Colin Coward has Randy Couture on I'm going to watch the 3 minute video clip because I want to see how many times he butchers this interview. Uh-huh. You know, for example, he had Randy Couture on there uh you know and he was talking to Randy about uh Connor and about being how Connor's in his physical prime and whatnot and and uh uh Coward tried to make the um the comparison to Couture, and he was like, you know, Randy, when, when were you in the prime of your your career? Uh, 28, 29? And I'm thinking, do you not realize <laughs> he won the heavyweight title at 46? Right. You know, he could, like... Was he even in the was, UFC at 28 years old? I bet not. No, like, no, he was wrestling in the Olympics. Yeah. I mean, it's a quick Google search, Cowherd. Come on. He was shocked. When when he uh, Coward legitimately asked Couture how old he was, and Couture was like fifty seven, and he's like, "Oh, you age well." It's like, what do you mean? He fought Brock Lesnar what eight years ago now? Like, Damn. so it's just it's it's embarrassing, and it, you know it probably affects me more than the average person because it's just it's it's blatant, uneducated opinion and sports take, and the fact that he just has that position, and the fact that this is the biggest you know event of the year, you know, now they have to talk about it and he's forced to talk about it. It's like you and I talking about figure skating or something. Yes. If, if it's, it's, we have no business doing that. No business, but that's why podcasts are better. And, and that network stuff is, uh, it's going to be irrelevant in three years. No, they're fucked. And like, I was a huge cowherd fan. I mean, especially before I'd moved out to Orlando. I mean, I know that was a guy like we yeah. listened to a bunch and like that. I wanted to like model the show after I'm like, if I could do it half as well, but now and I'm sure to the casual fan, he's great still. They're still getting takes from him or Skip Bayless or whatever. But like to anybody that knows anything about mixed martial arts, they look like buffoons. Like Luke Thomas did like a 20-minute piece shitting all over Skip Bayless. And I just sat there going, yes, yes, fuck you, Skip Bayless. You know nothing. And like 
even my friends that have kind of just come into mixed martial arts like in the last couple of years, like Steve, who didn't know anything about this, he's like, why do you get so upset about these guys even talking about it? Like, they're talking about it. It's like, because they've shit on it forever, and now they're talking about it now that it's big and it's mainstream, and they don't know what the fuck they're talking about at all. I mean, if you mm-hmm. really, I mean, you, you saw it in the Skip Bayless video when he was talking about how Nate Diaz sumo wrestled Conor McGregor yeah. down to the ground. Like, yep. he, he was sumo, sumo wrestled. Sumo that was a, move. That was a sumo move. Oh, Skip Bayless. I've never heard that before. Is that new? Like, go fuck yourself. Like, so I love. I it's just insulting. Hope, I hope That's they're cognizant of the fact that, like, we're all just fucking laughing at him. Like, any of us it's that insulting. know. It's like me walking into some university, some calculus course, yes. getting in front of the class and trying to teach them calculus Yeah. to, to a group of AP students who know what, what they're talking about. I'm just like it really is. on the whiteboard. You say, like, hey, I have a whiteboard and there's some numbers and I have a calculator. And when I put the numbers in the calculator, if I do it correctly, it spits out these other numbers. I mean, yeah. that's how I'd have to talk about calculus. And like that's yeah. like the ancillary way of them talking about the UFC or Connor or this yeah. match and or whatever you know it what, is. Class, listen to me. I have this, I have this time slot. You got to listen to me. Yeah. I have this time slot here. We're talking about calculus. I'm here. We're, this is what's going <laughs> to No. And you so, notice there's like no one like worth their – what am I looking for? There's no one that like – that we look up to that are on these shows. There isn't a Luke Thomas on the Cowherd show. I mean, I guess Ariel's kind of like mainstream, but he just kind of toes the line anyways. And I like Ariel, I mean, right. for what he is, but they're not getting any expert analysts on their shows. And I think that's because the expert analysts are all talking shit on them. They're not beholden to ESPN. They work for SB Nation, so they get censored a little bit, but they kind of let them say, Whatever the fuck they want about these guys. Right. You know, listen, I, I, I get it. I understand, you know, that Cowherd, he, he's made his money and, and has, has made his career on talking college football, the NFL, the NBA. I get that. Um, but, you know, like you were saying before, I mean, the UFC, Connor has taken it to another level. Ronda Rousey took it to a different level. Chuck Liddell took it to a different level. It's continued to grow. It, it's never been bigger at this point as far as mainstream because of what what Mayweather and Connor are doing, but you know, it, it's, it's the fact that they were so dismissive and not just them. It's the, the networks that they were, that they mm-hmm. were working for, you know, mm-hmm. they were so dismissive. This isn't a sport, you know, the same networks that'll put on poker, yep. you know, that that'll put on now video gamers, you know, and doing all Dude, this I stuff. Saw that the, like, I was at Primos the other day and they were flying like drones around. They're having drone races on TV. I couldn't believe it. You Come know, up. so <laughs> right. So that's that's what gets to me. And, you know, and the fact of the matter is you don't know what you're talking about. No, like you, you don't know what you're talking about. So why talk about it? You know, I mean, you're seriously you're now a running joke. It, it's it's the backwards thinking that ESPN just recently had with kicking that that sportscaster Robert Lee off that, you know, Virginia football uh, uh, game. They're being so politically correct. They're they're offensive. Oh, you were triggered. Like, you were triggered. <laughs> but it's like, I mean, you literally by doing that, you wanted to not create a controversy, but you created yes. ten times more controversy yes. doing that. You know, and it was just because you thought you were doing the right thing, and you know, now he's calling the 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 pit game. He's calling the pit game now. But dude, you're you're afraid that stupid people are going to make the assumption that it's bad taste that you have 
an Asian American, by the way, Robert Lee, not Robert E. Lee. Um, Robert E. Lee is dead. I mean, and isn't that in fact think, racist for kicking a guy off a telecast because of his name? I mean, it's like because of his race. Acting, his name's Lee. They were they were acting like they dug up Robert E. Lee, right. mounted him up in the <laughs> fucking booth, and he was calling the game. Like, no, the average intelligent person could decipher about you know. And not get offended because this guy's name is Robert Lee. Like, Meanwhile, they have Ray Lewis on panels. He's one of their paid, or he was a paid employee. I don't know if he still is. And like, I don't give a shit about Ray Lewis, but uh, murdered a guy. And yeah, they, they it, don't worry about that at all. I mean, but you don't let they, Robert Lee on there. I'm worried since I'm bald that people are going to think I'm a Nazi. You see all this punch of Nazi shit on Twitter? Like, hey, guys. Oh, yeah. I, no, you man better of the that people. On, I just, I just have a bad hairline, but man of the people, nope. okay? Do not there's come no punching me. <laughs> there's no time to there's explain not. out there on the street. No. There's not. Nope. But nope. it's just like, do you still watch ESPN? No, no, no. Gosh, no. Like uh-uh. You don't. You, you I, really I, don't? You don't watch SportsCenter or anything? Swear to God. No, okay. no, no. Okay. No, I don't. I, I mean, I barely watch TV. You know, the really right. the only TV I do watch is, uh, you know, when I record The Bachelor or Bachelorette. But other than that, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm getting my my news and everything from either podcasts or Twitter or, uh, yeah, I don't I don't watch ESPN. I mean, it's I know what it is. It, it's yes. it's garbage takes. You know, I not I like things that I can I can learn. You yeah. know, and 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 become educated in some kind of subject. ESPN is is fluff and you know they're in trouble. They're in trouble. It's Bravo for dudes. That's like the new analogy I've come up with. Like That's ESPN. an insult to Bravo by the way. <laughs> it's a Bravo I mean, for dudes. Like especially if you're watching first take, like you're just watching Andy Cohen talk about the real housewives. I mean that's all you're doing, but like when I want to hear about this fight, I wa- I mean I think I've watched every video on YouTube. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've seen everything. And I mean, I go to Luke Thomas. I go to Joe Rogan. I go to Brennan Schaub. I listen to Paulie Malignaggi. I mean, I, I was, and now he's kind of become this other thing. But like, I watched a video of him on Cowherd the other day. And Cowherd's like, um, so like, what do you think of Connor's left? Um, can, can, can he even like throw a punch? And like, I think it was, oh, John Cavanaugh. He was on MMA, uh, the MMA hour this week. And he goes, Ariel, people are asking us if we know how to lace up gloves. <laughs> like, that's how, like, we're talking shit on ESPN, but, like, to me, too, that's how the boxing community is looking at an MMA guy. Like, they still think this is, like, some rinky-dink barbaric, and, like, you know, like, how soccer no. fan used to be, like, oh, you don't understand soccer. Like, that's how right. boxing guy is right now. Like, you don't think they know how to lace up gloves? Like, you guys, like, and right. I want Connor to knock out Floyd just to shit on these boxing guys like almost more than anything else just to watch them all go fucking run and hide and like what dana said yesterday what will you say then what will you say then oh floyd was old i know what they're gonna say is boxing dead yeah is boxing dead Mm -hmm. no it's look look connor connor grew up in the boxing gym in in ireland like that's where that that's his bread and butter i mean you know he's he's been doing this his whole life now you can't compare his 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 credentials to Floyd professionally, but you know Connor knows what he's doing in there, and Connor isn't this this MMA meathead that I think people still view MMA fighters like that. Mm-hmm. You know where they're just wrestlers, they're just jujitsu practitioners, they're just boxers. No, 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 no. No, they think they're the, Floyd's the, bouncers. 
You know yeah. what I mean? No, like they think no, they're no, these no, Jersey no. Shore like douchebags that aren't like it's so no, it's unbelievable. Yeah. No, yeah, Connor. It Connor's something that we've we really have never seen before. And if anybody can get in there and and hang with with Floyd, um, it's Connor. Because the other thing too is, you, and Floyd will say this too. You know, things change when those lights turn on. Mm-hmm. Things change when those lights turn on. Mm-hmm. You know, Connor's not going to get his butt's not going to pucker when 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 those lights turn on and it's time to go and the whole world's watching. Yeah, he thrives in that. And I think that's a huge that's something that that you can't teach and something that you've you you earn and Connor's earned that. He headlined the first UFC fight in Madison Square Garden of all yeah. Madison Square Garden. Okay. He rolls in there and becomes two time champion against a guy like Eddie Alvarez, who's a Hall of Famer, arguably the, the toughest guy to ever fight in the lightweight division. And Hall made of him famer? look silly. Hall of Famer? Are you giving him Eddie that? Eddie Alvarez? Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. Are you giving him that? Okay. Oh yeah, strike strike force lightweight champion. Fair enough. Um I mean, he's fought the best of the best. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he he's he, and he he ruined his and Connor ruined his career. <laughs> he like just like he ruined Aldo's career. You know, he ruined Ch- Chad Mendes' career. He, you know, everybody who he fights, he ruins their career. Yeah. And these we're talking about guys who are at the top of the game and he rolls in and does that on the biggest spotlight. A lot of these times, too, he'll get an opponent like he did with Nate, like he did with Chad Mendes a week before because somebody pulled out. It was and like he still four out of there. seven fights, I think, was like on short notice or something, right? Like, Yeah, and he, and he still gets in there and, and puts the work on. So I just think, you know, that that set of balls that he has and that set of that confidence that he has, you can't you can't compare him to anybody else. You can't compare him to Canelo or. Even Pacquiao, you no. can't compare him to these people. He's a different beast in there, and let's see what happens. I mean, it's a fight, but bottom line is they made this thing interesting, and it's fucking interesting. Yeah, man. Like I, People are tired of me hearing it, but I keep saying that I, I get on paper. I, I understand it. I understand on paper, but I believe in Connor's belief that he believes he's going to knock him the fuck out. Like, And there's... I wouldn't say that about anybody else because it's like bravado or it's fake toughness, but there's zero doubt in Connor's mind that he's going to knock him out on Saturday. Kavanaugh Mm. was saying yesterday uh, with Ariel or on Monday, sorry, he goes, whenever like the fight's finally done, Connor doesn't just come out and like text him like, Hey, contract signed this, that he goes, it's always like some cryptic message. And he said, it gives me. Ch- I'm such a douchebag fan. It gives me chills thinking about it. He just he he texted him and said, "Floyd's made a grave error. Like yeah. he's made a grave and he error. That. Like he he believes he that hundred percent. And like what I said is like I thought Connor had like a ten percent chance, but ten percent chance is greater than anybody else's ten percent chance. What I said in the beginning of this, but now, I mean, I think. There's really not a doubt in my mind he's going to knock him out anymore. There's not. And I can, come Sunday, I could look fucking dumb. But right now, there's not a doubt in my mind he's going to knock him out. But isn't that isn't that what it's about? No matter what happens, it's about us believing that that there that this is going to be a spectacle and we don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about when they when they step into the ring on Saturday night. Whatever happens, happens. But that lead up to that point that's what the fight that's what it's about that's what promoting a fight's all about is 
is how do I how do we pump this thing up so much where yeah on paper this is the most mismatched boxing fight of all time you can argue that Connor has no professional boxing fi- uh, fights and he's fighting Floyd Mayweather mm-hmm. but but they've done such a great job and you know I think Connor's a different animal that look where we're at now I mean it's going to break all the records uh we don't know what's going to happen. You know, we know Connor has a shot. We know Floyd has a shot. But I want to talk about, you know, how how they promoted this thing. And what was it now? Six weeks ago, they did their their whole press tour and and all that. What are your what were your thoughts initially on that? Because I thought that they they did those a little early and a little much in in one, but. They've been able to now sprinkle in different stories here where, you know, we're talking about the gloves, we're talking about Polly, we're talking about Connor sparring, that they've been able to to kind of lead us along and keep us interested. I thought four weeks ago that they blew their wad on this uh, press tour and we would just forget about it for the next four weeks. But mm-hmm. they've done a great job at, at, at floating it. What do you what do you think about that? Well, I, I think like looking back on it, we're going to look we're going to think of L.A. and Toronto we're going to completely block out New York and London. We're going to think of Dana posting the video. And then we're going to think of the weigh-in and the fight. Mm-hmm. Because I, I really – I think Dana White is the third most important person in the promotion event of, of this fight. I mean, not even Hands leaking down. the video. I mean, sure, there's Leonard Ellerby, but Leonard Ellerby is not who Dana White is. I mean, I don't he follow – 32,000 followers on Twitter. Is that it? That's it. Oh, see, I'm good for sure. you. That's some check. investigative journalism, hey, man. There, Brian Winninger. <laughs> and like I, like I tweeted the other day, uh, Conor McGregor surpassed uh, Floyd. Yeah, for the I, I don't know. I bet he's gained 8 followers. million followers since they announced this. At but like, least. I I do think they would have benefited. It's it's weird. It's just different because as I talk shit on ESPN and then for not following MMA, I don't follow boxing. I mean, I, I know who the big fighters are. I watched, I've watched some of the big fights. But like the pageant, you know how I feel about the pageantry and like the pageantry of all this shit is so fucking retarded. I mean, yeah. when they, they get up there at the press conferences and there's all these speeches like a UFC press conference, Dana White gets up there, says, hey, here's what's going on. First question. And then we're in it. And like, right. I think they would do well by taking a page out of the UFC and just going straight for it because UFC fans are the ones buying this fight. UFC fans are the ones that have made this so big. And I even heard Dana say the other day that boxing's never even streamed a fight before. They're helping them stream this because they've never streamed a fight online. So like yeah. to me, like the UFC is the whole promotion behind this. Like, sure, it says Mayweather promotion, but don't get it twisted. It's Connor, it's Dana, and it's us diehard MMA fans. But like when Oh, it's true. I mean, I was at the LA press conference, and dude, I mean, I might as well have just taken down my pants and started stroking it. Like I was so pumped. I was so excited. Like it it was fun. And then you saw Toronto on TV or on YouTube, and you're just like, holy shit. And then the next <laughs> two came, but like that's that's kind of indicative of boxing too. Like you don't need four events. Do one, do two, and they didn't even want to do Toronto. So that tells you, I mean, about boxing fan, but it's like we're here and tomorrow's going to be big. I'm really excited for that weigh-in tomorrow and to see what happens and see the fucking size Mm -hmm. difference. Because Floyd said last night um, that he's already weighing 154. And he's already putting it out there that Connor's not going to make weight or he's struggling. But Connor's going to make weight. 
And then he's going to put on 15 pounds before he goes back in there. Where Floyd said he's already at 154. And who knows if that's true or not. But we know. He's topping off at 158. We know. Connor, Connor's coming in at 170, 175 yeah, usually. Yeah, I, I saw Dan Hardy say his prediction's like 168 to like 170 or so. So, I mean, he's going to come in with like 15 pounds on this little brittle man. Um, but <laughs> His fuck! soft temple. Just a soft temple. Bet your hands get hurt in the cold. <laughs> it's just, it's so much more fun if Connor wins this. Like, it's just, or even if he oh. does well and it goes decision, and of course you won't win the decision, but like, that's a win too. Mm-hmm. But to me, they're downplaying the mixed martial artist, and Floyd's coming into box, and Connor's coming in to fight as a martial artist. And mm-hmm. say what you want. I think Floyd's going to have a way harder time downloading what Connor's doing than Connor's going to have a hard time downloading what Floyd's doing. And he has 37 years of tape on him. Floyd has no tape. He has no idea what to expect. He's brought in no mixed martial artist. He's still right. just training a boxer. He thinks he's going to walk through this guy. I think he's mistaken. Well, you know, I, I think what you're saying about uh, – about boxing, boxing's the newspaper and, and yes. radio. Yes, UFC uh, is is the internet and and podcasting. I mean, it's it's the new age of it. And you know, if you just want to look at the the pay per view numbers, I mean, Andre Ward and Kobolov, arguably the the two best pound for pound boxers out there. Uh, their last pay per view did three hundred thousand buys. That's, <laughs> Come on, <laughs> yeah. So you know that that that's ridiculous. That's that's a, that's a UFC fight card in Sweden. Yeah, you know, uh, getting their getting their headline uh, dropped off. You know, uh, and it's and it's Whitaker Romero. Um, right. you know, headlining that. But you know, and then you look at the the Mayweather fights. His last couple ones haven't broke a million. They've been like around five hundred, six hundred thousand buys. So I mean, you know, you want to talk about who's really selling this thing? It, it is Dana White. It is Connor, and you know, it is Floyd too. I mean, Floyd Floyd. I thought I, I will give him credit. He's He's doing he's doing his typical this guy has a chance against me, you know, uh what he does with everybody because he realizes that if people think he's just going to roll over this guy, then what he's going to watch? People want to buy his fights to see him lose. Mm-hmm. You know, vast majority more than people want to see him win. So I, I just think that it's been it's been promoted to perfection and I mean another thing that Connor has that I'd argue, I mean at least in the last 10 12 years no other Mayweather opponent has had. Connor said it himself. I could beat the fuck out of this guy. Yes. In in a real like in a real fight. I I could, I'm not worried. I can beat the fuck out of him. So I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna fuck him up. These other guys that that Floyd fights, they know no matter what, Co- Floyd's gonna fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I just want to hope I can land a punch and I hope I can yeah. I I can get in there. But Connor's got that confidence where he knows he could beat that ass in real life. Yes. And you know, so that's another thing that he's got going for him. And and if you think listen, that doesn't matter, then you're not paying attention because at the end of yeah. the day, these are still two humans going at it. You know, I mean, they feel like superheroes and everything, but like when a man looks you in the eyes and goes, "You know, I can fucking kill you," yeah, that yeah. that intimidates anybody. I, I don't give a fuck yeah. who you are. Like, sorry. Well, and especially if deep down inside you're like, he's fucking right. Yes. <laughs> you and, know, and, and if Floyd then- doesn't think that, then he's. He's in really deep shit. Right. So, I mean, it's finally here, and it's finally – it's – it's. I mean, here we go. Here we go. 
I can't wait. Dude, are you watching it? Oh, it feels like Christmas. Where are you like, already, watching like, it? Um, I think at Steve's house. I think we're going to live stream it just because I want to have it. Or not even live stream. I'm going to record it because I want to see my reaction when I fucking jump up and cheering Floyd being face down on the canvas. Like, I'm already starting to Photoshop memes. You know, like the Lion King meme. Like, get up, little buddy. Like, you okay? Like, I'm already starting to get oh, this yeah. shit ready. And like, those. ready to go because, I mean, and like, I get it, but boxing guy is just giving no chance to this and i think mma people are more well versed in this than a boxing guy is you know what i mean like i don't think we're delusional in this we know who floyd mayweather is but we also know what connor's capable of and it's not like he's been head kicking people into oblivion or tapping people out when he wins it's by that fucking left hand and as rogan says or dana says when he hits you with it they go you go yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm definitely not discrediting Floyd or, or to think that Floyd, you know, is just gonna get mopped up. I mean, I'm just saying, look, there's a chance, and there's a chance with Connor, and I just think, you know, the fact that Max Kellerman said that that he's got a zero percent chance, mm-hmm. I have a zero percent chance yes. against Floyd. Connor does not have the same percent chance as me, as me, you or I against Floyd. Right. Connor has Connor has a chance, and you know he has a chance because I think we just we know him better at, at, on the outside. We we we've seen his fights, we've mm-hmm. we followed him. We we kind of we kind of understand at least for what he puts out in in the public. We understand what he's all about. These these other guys, you know, they they have they have no idea. And and. Listen, if if I was them and and I had no idea about this mixed martial arts guy coming in and I've followed Floyd my entire career and I I've I've seen every Floyd fight, I'd probably have the same I'd probably have the same uh understanding of that too, but we're just on two different sides of the of the aisle and uh but hey, you know, no matter what happens, it's going down Saturday. Hey, a sign's falling. Come up. Um, yeah, That's but going like, down too. <laughs> the more I hear boxing guy poo poo it, I'm telling you, the more confidence I get as I'm watching mm. more of these videos of all these just old school boxing guys. It just makes me realize you guys don't know what you're talking about. It was like being in radio when we talk about podcasts or why we should be doing stuff on social media, and it's like they never even saw it coming. And I mean, fuck, that was in. When were we out there? 2012? 12 to 14 or something like that? Or 15? Yeah. Like, come on. It it had already arrived. It's not like this is like 2005 and social media wasn't there. But it's just like, it's old school newspaper guy, old school radio guy that just says... No, that, that's, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Like in the more, I don't need a Twitter account. I, I don't need a Twitter account. I don't account. need a Facebook. No. <laughs> I've got my listeners. I'm the right bulldog. Here. I'm the bulldog. Right here. I don't need that. So, like, the more I hear them say that, it just makes me realize they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And they're in trouble. And it's just going to be that much better if... Because they all have nothing else to talk about. And and vice versa. Like, let's say Connor goes in there and just gets the fuck beat out of him for 12 rounds. Which I don't think is going to happen. I mean, Brennan Schaub's going to look really bad. I'm going to look really bad. Hey, but, at least you die on that hill that you that you uh, yeah. you made that prediction, man. I mean... Listen, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. You know, any anything can happen. I mean, I, I think you just have to go with your gut, you know, and and see what happens. What is People your gut telling before? you? That, that Connor's going to win. That Connor's going to knock him out. When do you think? I think you think early? Yeah, I, I think I, 
Hey, whatever Mystic Mac thinks, I think. But is it really I, Mystic I, Mac with this? I've heard him say four rounds, and then he went two rounds, and the other day he said inside one round. So. Well, <laughs> my prediction is 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 Floyd's going to be pulling a Pacquiao and being st- stone-faced on the canvas. He's and not the, coming and forward, the world, right? The world is going to have a collective... <gasps> And it's just going to be silent. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the eclipse. It's going to bring people together. <laughs> and people are going to be like, what the fuck just happened? King of the world. I mean, does he become president or prime minister? Whatever they have a violent prime minister, probably. I mean, where if he, he wins becomes, this. He's the, biggest at, he, he's the biggest athlete on the planet. Ever. He is. He is. He, he's the biggest athlete on the planet. He's the biggest athlete here in America. Obviously, he's the biggest athlete in Europe, and and he he is he he would now set himself up. He already has, but set himself up to do McGregor promotions. The UFC can take a, a chunk of that too, because I know they're they're business partners, and and he's just going to run his own show. He's going to run his own show, and he's going to. Uh, he, he's just going to rule everything. He's, he's just going to dominate everything if if he wins. If if he if he's close if 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 it goes to a decision or Connor connects a couple times but he just he doesn't get annihilated but he, he he's still standing at the end I think you have to tip your hat to him and be like that's a bad motherfucker mm-hmm. and then he's gonna go back and fight somebody in the UFC and, and who Nate knows Diaz. who knows Nate Diaz, Nate Diaz. please oh, Nate 100%. Diaz a hundred percent it's only gonna be Nate Diaz um you know but I I just think. With Connor, it's really a a, a no lose situation. I mean, I mean, unless, I mean, unless he goes out. I mean, if he goes out or like he just leaves and has two black eyes and just gets fucked up for twelve rounds, but I, I mean, call me crazy, isn't that a well, slim chance? Yes, yeah, it is a slim chance. the The only person that that Floyd is knocked out, technically knocked out, in the last ten years was Victor Ortiz, and he was trying to kiss him yeah in the middle of the ring it wasn't there for those of you guys that haven't seen it there's like this like weird pause and they thought they headbutted or something so like the hands go down and then floyd gets them and that was it mm-hmm. which i mean kudos to floyd i mean fight until someone says no but right it wasn't like a, a jose aldo knockout no i i think what what makes the most sense with floyd is that he if if he if he is gonna beat up connor it's gonna be you know pop and roll and 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 he's just gonna pepper him and he's gonna you know he's gonna hit him with a couple shots he's gonna duck away he's just gonna keep hitting him keep keep hitting him you know he he might land he might land a couple crosses might catch uh connor but connor has a big fucking head i don't know if you've seen connor and he's got he's got a chin on him so i don't i don't see him going out but i mean i think it's that repetitive uh, uh, attacking by Floyd, if if that's gonna get to him eventually, I don't see it to being one big shot and he's out. Um, but I do I do see Floyd wearing him down. Um, but who the fuck knows? Who knows? Who knows what I see? I haven't seen the fight yet. Right. And like, but but that's what makes it great. There's so many different possibilities. And the best part about this this isn't like a LeBron James versus Michael Jordan fantasy thing. Like it, although it sounds it like. No, no. On Saturday, we get to see the fight. Right. We get to see what happens. This isn't just some first take line coming down that they're going to talk about on a Tuesday. 
Right. I mean, come, come Saturday. Some sports center poll. No, I mean, come, who would win one on one? Yeah, I mean, it, Michael it's, Jordan or Levar Ball. I mean, they talk about that every June, don't they? I mean, they, they should be fucking so pumped for this because what else would they be talking about? I mean, yeah. you know how it is in radio in the summer. Oh, you're going to talk baseball every day? Like you're a baseball guy. There's only so much you can talk about. Dude, there was. I don't know if you follow Bleacher Report on Twitter, uh, but there was there was probably a week. In late June this year, where I don't know what the fuck interview this came from, but they had a new Michael Jordan quote about some bullshit. <laughs> Michael Mike Michael Jordan's favorite ice cream is cookie dough. Yeah. Michael Jordan thinks Kobe's the best of all time. Michael Jordan, LeVar Ball, but I swear to you, it was every fucking week mm-hmm. there was a new fucking quote by michael jordan like they had him tied up in the basement of bleach report (laughs) corporate offices and they'd walk down there every morning and ask michael jordan what's your favorite breed of dog yes Uh, okay okay uh uh michael jordan he he loves dalmatians (laughs) let's put a meme let's put corella deville there and let's you know let's let's do something tweet it out Every it pissed me off to uh-huh. no end, to no end. Where I I I think I put together I spent time putting together matching things up and putting it out, and hopefully somebody at Bleach Report saw it and got offended. Mm-hmm. No, the only sport like account I follow anymore is just Barstool now. Yeah, and that's it. But I mean, not Bleach Report, not ESPN, especially not Fox. Now that they cut all their writers, which is hilarious. I don't know if you've seen their PR department try and get like they can't ask for quotes from anybody anymore, so they ask if they can steal their video. Like, hey, can we use your video of that because they have no more print media? Which, which is like something like to me like sounded like a good idea at the time, but now it's just it's horrible. I guess like it's just you need those guys. Yeah, man, you need those those staff writers and those those people on the ground who have that following. You know, a, a guy like. I mean, you know, a guy like Adam Schefter for ESPN, mm-hmm. the guy's got like three million followers on Twitter or whatever. Like you got to use people like that to get your stuff out. That's that's what the, the whole deal is there. You know, it's no longer your platform, your network, your channel mm-hmm. on on basic cable to get what get your shit out there. You need to use these writers and these bloggers and these people with with their own fan base to get your stuff out there. It's get so, the hits. Now when they like link a story, they just have like one of those infographic memes and there's no link to anything because they don't <laughs> have any news anymore. So Fox Sports is all just like infographic memes and then videos of stuff. But And then how how do you how do you track clicks? I mean, how do you track I, I don't know. If you can't I mean, link anything, how do you get the analytics? How do you make money off of that? I mean, who still goes to foxsports.com to read news or who goes to ESPN.com? I mean, like I check Deadspin and then just whatever Dude, comes I across Twitter. I bet there's like four people out there that like seriously, they only follow – what if what if that's the case? They only follow Fox Sports for their news. Oh, there is. Like seriously. There like, is. Like that's it. Yes. Isn't that sad? We know some of them. Can't you picture that? Some guy rolling, you know, waking up and, and just, just going to Fox Sports. Yes. And getting all their information yes. for that. And then going to their shitty job and then, you know, getting getting updates on their shitty telephone. <laughs> it's, it's I, I can just picture that. Well, I, I know it exists because it's like the same people that just get their news from Fox News or CNN. Like, oh, yeah. What are you doing? Like, say what you want about Twitter. 
But I get more, I mean, information on, on Twitter than anywhere else, any other platform. I mean, from cable, from YouTube, I mean, more stories. I mean, I learn more, more breaking news. It's all on Twitter. I get I get a lot of my information from friends. Yeah. I mean, you you send me you send me stories. Drew Drew just sent us the story about Bones Jones testing positive. Uh huh. You know, that's how I that's how I found out about it. Like I thought it was I fake every- news that Drew because Drew said it first. I was like, what? I was just on yeah. Twitter, bitch. Like you didn't yeah. see. Oh, you saw something I didn't see. <laughs> like I was yeah, being that Drew arrogant his, about it. And Drew sure must enough, get his notifications from TMZ or something. Sure that's, I don't know how he got that real quick, yeah. but. But, but that's how I get my information. But, I mean, if you want to talk about this John Jones thing, too, I mean, by all means. Dude, so, I mean, I we were joking about it yesterday. Like, uh, for people that don't know who Tate Fletcher is, I think he was on season one of The Ultimate Fighter. He's in more cameos than fucking anybody in the movies on Caveman Coffee. And he sent out a tweet and it was just like, free Bones Jones. And his whole take was on it. It was like, who gives a fuck? Like, who cares? Like, oh, a performance enhancer? Like, why is there things that us normal civilians can take, but fighters can't take? Or hell, I mean, WADA, for people that don't know, WADA is the World Anti-Doping Agency. Uh, the guy that runs it is Jeff Nowitzki. He's the one that finally caught Lance Armstrong. And it's just, I mean, the guys can't have Tylenol, I think. I think that'll trigger things. So his whole take on it is just like, fuck off. Let them take things to heal. And we don't know what... I think what Bones necessarily tested positive for, they know what they think it is, what they're looking for. But, like, me and you talked about it all the time with baseball. Like, fuck performance-enhancing drugs. Let people take anything that's healthy for them. Because is a float tank a performance enhancer? Is meditation a performance enhancer? I mean, lifting weights is certainly a performance enhancer. So the whole take was, like, why draw this arbitrary line in the sand of where this is okay, but this isn't? Oh. Man, you made it feel some type of way right there. It's you know it's about too. It's a marijuana poster. It's like the old it. like oh marijuana <laughs> weed with roots in hell. Like, oh, <laughs> propaganda, propaganda. Um, right is is knowing that the food pyramid is bullshit. That's a performance enhancer. Yeah. Knowing you don't need ten to twelve servings of carbs every day. Like right. I remember when I was producing a, a a show for AFR. Like this is probably five or six years ago, and. We were talking about Ryan Braun had just tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs or whatever, and uh-huh. no joke, we, we get done. Then you know we go to break. The first spot up on the on the on the break was this ad for some free testosterone. Sure, you know you want to feel like you're 21 again, yes. 50 to 40, you know 45 to 50 year old men. Like here's some free testosterone, and we just started laughing. It's like, I mean, really, you know. Who 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 knows? I think with fighting, like it's it's it might be a different animal because these guys are seriously punching each other in the face and and you know, but hitting a ball over a wall or yeah. kicking a field goal or you know, I mean, come on, man. Oh, and you, like you know, who cares? When people get mad at Jones about it, it's like, oh, you better not fucking be an NFL fan then. Like you right. guy that's getting mad at Bones, like you think. I mean, think about it this way. It's kind of what I always say. Like, when was the last time you heard about an NBA guy getting popped for weed? Oh, it's because they don't really test for it, obviously. And it's like, when's the last time you really heard a high-profile NFL guy getting popped for steroids? I mean, the tests have gotten a little bit better, but it doesn't happen all that often, right? I mean, yeah. and you think they're yeah. not taking it? No, they're just not. Nah, eh, yeah. What the fuck? I, um, 
you know, and then of course everybody wants to ask the, you know, the the, the creative question: what What does this do for the legacy? <laughs> what does this do for his legacy? Oh my gosh! Um, I know you listen to Luke Thomas. Uh-huh. I listened to his last. Uh, he had like a last live chat on. And he was actually, I think he was in the media tent um, outside the McGregor um, uh, Mayweather um, media scrum. But he was talking about this, and he had uh, Mark Ramundi on from uh-huh. MMAfighting.com. Oh, your doppelganger. Really, you think that a little bit? Like when you, you shaved, you think I look like everybody? When you shaved your head, like yeah, a little bit Maybe. Mark Ramundi. Maybe okay. Sorry, I digress. But, <laughs> <laughs> but he he got on, and um, you know, he had a good take, and I, I I agreed with it. You know, he said, "Look, like, what will this do for his legacy?" Uh, well, first off, uh, Jones fought in an era where testing really was irrelevant. Mm-hmm. So do you really think Shogun, Rashad Evans, uh, all these guys that he, that he knocked out six, seven years ago weren't taking something either? Vitor. Like, v- <laughs> are you Vitor? Was, was, it was admitted. Vitor, they, right. He used to get a, you were used to be able to get a testosterone uh, uh, pass. Yeah, or, TRT was, like, fine. Nod your head and so, smile. So, so, listen, I mean, yeah. I think it, it's it's insane that he would test positive this time. Apparently, he was tested seven times before this fight, and he was clean all seven uh, or all six before. But the the one that he knew was going to happen, yeah. post fight, you know you're going to get tested post fight. He didn't he didn't pass, which I know he's reckless. I know Jones is I'll, I'll snore some cocaine and beat your ass the next day, reckless, but. I mean, gosh, like how crazy do you have to be to, to take something, you know, a couple of days before, which – so who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But but then why I are mean, they allowed to come out with it too? That's what fucking drives me crazy. Right. Because like when water comes out and they say it's a potential violation, like fuck you. Get you your ducks well in a row. You're guilty. And then come out and say what it is. Like it drives right. me crazy because then you see it with Cyborg or whatever – whoever else it is. I mean Chad Mendez. I mean – Get your fucking facts together and then come out and suspend the guy and say, we have proof. This is what it is. Because it's not like he has a fight coming up anytime soon. They were talking about Brock Lesnar. Dana said that it was going to actually be Stipe in Detroit, which that would have been awesome. But like Brock Lesnar's never used either, by the way. Right. Well, (laughs) of course. But it's just like, why? Perfect. Let let him fight now. Let let Jones and Lesnar be roided out of their mind. Let's let's go. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Let's go. I just and like I do. I, I'm with you. Like I do get it in fighting. Why there needs to at least be like testosterone level, like baseline tests, so you just make sure. Like it, it's different than hitting a fucking baseball, but right. Like when it comes to TRT or HGH, like oh, you mean it makes you heal faster? Good. That's the fucking right. point. Like. Why else get surgery? Because it makes you heal. Qu- like, w- w- I just don't understand why they don't let people take certain things. And like steroids, we were all told kind of like the war on drugs. Like, oh, it's so bad for you. And we've come to find out in moderation, it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly well, fine. And, well, and to think there's something that there's not something out there right now that, that these guys are taking that we've never heard of. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll of find out about in five years. Of course. Is naive. I mean, come on. The... They're always a couple years ahead of the testing. Mm-hmm. They, they've always been. They've always been that way. They're always going to be that way. Um, it, it just is what it is, man. There's too much money, you know. There's too much money involved with, with all of this, 
And, you know, you can blame you can blame the sports fans for that, too, where, you know, these guys are are judged based on their performance. Mm -hmm. You know, you you're out there, you know, people are burning jerseys. People are, you know, which is a whole different subject that I don't even want to touch because it's just stupid. It's the same people that would have gotten offended if Robert Lee, you know, did the did the color commentating for the Virginia uh, football game. But, you know, you have you have it's 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 just mind blowing, mind blowing that these people are, are they put so much pressure on these athletes where especially in football, you know, in, in basketball, you know, you, you, you bitch at a guy like Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant wants to go and, and, and join a super team. Mm -hmm. you, you bitch at him. Because he wanted to go win a championship, the same people that bitched at him his entire career for not winning one. Mm -hmm. Why do you think he did that? Why do you think all these guys are doing that? Because they, it's they live and die on on these championships that these that the public puts on them. Right. And you know, say what you want. These people, these these NBA players, these athletes are human beings. They read Twitter. Okay. They they have friends who are listening to people talk about them. Like right. they're affected by it. Right. They're 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 asked questions every single night by short white fat middle aged people who have never played sports in their lives mm -hmm. with Cheeto fingers and, and all and 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 nacho uh, cheese dip on on the yes. side of their face. They get microphones put in their face when they're just wearing a towel. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know talking about their their legacy and, and, and when you know when are you gonna win your championship when is this gonna happen yeah. every night every Dude, night I was thinking about who was the douchebag at the Orlando Sentinel it was at Denton or which one uh the guy that was anyone. there in the beginning of that one season like where they won three games in a row and he kept yeah. asking Denton is that his name there's yeah. this guy what's his well, first he's name? actually he's actually the 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 staff writer for the magic Oh, is he? He's not. Yeah, he he's actually the the writer for the magic. Was but he yeah, then? He, yeah, he then, had just become that. This is even worse. So, yeah. guys, the staff writer of the magic. <laughs> this is even fucking worse. He's sitting there in the locker room, and like we watched him go from player to player to player. They're fucking three games into the season. They went three and zero, oh, and he's sitting there asking everyone, "Um, you're three and zero oh here. Do you feel like something magical is happening here? Oh, do you feel like something magical is happening here?" And like every single one of them is like, "No, nah, man, it's fucking three games." Like he asked JJ Redick, and JJ just like looked at him and was like, "No, it's 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 three games, dude." But it's just like <laughs> he, and you could tell that he already had like the. What were they? Thirty one and I don't know. Thirty one and forty nine that magic. year, or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> but like you could see in his like he already had the narrative that he wanted to write like. Oh, something magical is happening with the magic. Like, da, 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 yep. da, 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 da. oh, he. So he, he was just like looking for that quote. Like, he, he already had the headline written, and it's just like, if you oh, were, can I get a quote? Yeah, how <laughs> can I get a quote? <laughs> like, you know how it is. Like when we were in there, we tried to never just. I mean, try to ask good questions, but this stupid shit. And it's like that's what we love about the UFC too. Is it's all real. Like you have. Uh, media members are media members, but like the real interviews, there's real questions asked. Or like when Cowboy goes on Fighter and the Kid, that's what's awesome about it. And mm -hmm. I, I was going to ask you about this too, because like the one thing we see in Connor and Floyd and Dana is that they're real as fuck. Dana's not censored. He doesn't censor himself. He doesn't say F that. He says fuck. He's an adult. 
He treats himself like an adult. And with the promotional tool of all this, I mean, wouldn't other sports, wouldn't it behoove them to like take a page out of this and let guys talk shit or just be regular humans instead of finding them every way? Like, don't you want to hear LeBron say, you know what? Fuck the Warriors. Fuck Draymond. I'm coming to fuck him up and I want to dunk and rub my nuts on Draymond's face. Like that would make people watch the fucking game. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's that old school mentality. It's that old school mentality of this is the way it's always been. Mm-hmm. You know, you're never going to see Roger Goodell or Rob Manfred. That's the that's the baseball commissioner, by the way. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sounds you know, like a Democrat senator out of New Jersey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're, ne- you're never going to see them talk the way Dana White talks. Um, you just aren't. Um, and it's it's because they feel like they have to be the CEO, clean cut, mm-hmm. uh, well-spoken, politically correct, uh, reserved, yes. you know, uh, uh, figurehead, you know. But like you're saying, with the younger generations coming up and and things just evolving, communication evolving, uh, social stigmas evolving, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, people being accepted for who they are evolving. I mm-hmm. think our commissioners can evolve too, and our athletes can evolve too. If if LeBron James said what you said, fuck Draymond Green, do you think anybody's going to drop him from a sponsorship? No. Oh, but there'll no. be boycotts. They'll be called, what about the children, Brian? Right. What do I tell if my children? He's just going to make his money back up somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, you, so, but I think I think we're going to get to that point, and I do think that the UFC has helped um, usher in that new kind of flavor, and even like you know the way that the UFC's covered. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that you know you have a guy like Joe Rogan who dare to say is is the voice of of a generation as far as yeah. as anything not not just UFC, not just mixed martial arts growth or anything like that, which he's been it's unprecedented how 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 important he's been but even just for for the podcast medium i mean gosh because of joe rogan and you can and adam Adam carolla you know but i think rogan has really made more of an impact than carolla but with everybody who is who has developed these massive uh followings and massive shows uh it's because of it's because of rogan Mm -hmm. they've taken rogan's lead look what's happened with uh, comedy in general, I, right. you know, the comedy store and, and the Laugh Factory. I mean, it's never been better. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it hasn't been as as good since since Richard Pryor left. You know, and and it's it's because of a guy like Joe Rogan, who uh, is is so about the commu- his community and his friends and and you know growing things together and and being excited about other people's success and. You know, telling a guy like Jocko Willink, who is an ex-Navy SEAL, hey, yeah. you need to have a podcast. And fucking Jocko Willink, the guy who fucking was the lead commander for the Battle of Ramadi back in 2006 in Iraq, one of the most deadliest war ever, now has a podcast mm-hmm. because Joe Rogan told him you should have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Jocko Willink. Like – Think about what Jocko Willink has done in his life right. and the important things he's done and the and the things he saw and the and the just the influence he's had over these warriors and 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 people in this gruesome situation in the Middle East. 
but he listens to a guy like Joe Rogan. Like he he and, and he's doing it, and Jocko's podcast is killing it. Mm-hmm. You know, just like all these other uh, uh, comedians. All while the while he's talking about DMT and mushrooms and smoking pot on camera. And like even like a guy like Jocko, it was so funny on 420 because for those of you guys that don't know who Jocko Willink is, he's just a a man amongst men. I mean, follow him on Twitter, follow him on Instagram. I mean, he was the reason I was getting up at 415 and going to the gym at 430 every morning for like a year. But he's... Even on 420, he took a picture of his watch and said, hey, happy holidays, Eddie Bravo and Joe Rogan, you know? Like, he gets – or like Cameron Haynes, who like seems like a pretty Christian guy, you know? I mean, pretty buttoned up, but I mean, he's best friends with Joe Rogan, and you just wouldn't have seen this. And like, I give credit to the Fertitas and Dana, too, for just letting Rogan run with it, for not trying to censor with him. Because like now, if he tried to start it today – like, I think WME, IMG would not let him do it the same way. I mean, he says whatever the fuck he wants about Reebok, whatever he wants about the UFC, whatever he wants about performance-enhancing drugs, and they don't censor him at all. I mean, you can argue, you know, if, if you if you want to, to say right now who who is the most responsible for taking MMA to where it is today – Obviously, Dana White and the Fertitas, mm-hmm. but Joe Rogan mm-hmm. is right up there, right up there. I mean, I, I would say side to side because of of everything he's done, uh, commentating in the UFC, but more, most importantly, outside. You know, and and getting the getting that the the fringe fans and the people interested in who who necessarily wouldn't be watching the UFC or the fights. Uh, you know, he's he's been. You, you, there's no comparison. You know Howard Cosell maybe in football, right? Uh, but that's about it. There's no, there's no other comparison out there. Uh, he, he's just, he's unbelievable. Michael Rappaport so. was comparing himself to Howard Cosell. The I, other saw day. I, I saw know. that. He said the he's Howard the Howard Cosell, Cosell of the, the big three. three. <laughs> Dude, there's times I love Rappaport, and then like I had to mute him for a while because he was just going off on his Ronda Rousey, and he kind of gets on like the social justice warrior side of things sometimes, which is so weird because he's so outspoken and you fuck. Like I, I just uh-huh. love what he gets like that, but sometimes it gets to be a little much. But yeah, uh-huh. he he calls himself the Howard Cosell of the big three, but like it's. That's what kind of bums me out, too, that Rogan's doing a comedy show the night of the fight. It's like, dude, like, be there or do a fight. Fucking cancel it. We'll all understand. Like, I I mean, I'm talking like I know him or something. But, like, come. Hey, if you're going to that show, fuck you. (laughs) Let Rogan watch the fight. What are you doing? Cancel it. Reschedule. They'll all understand. Like, and... Not like I know the guy, but like I almost think this is going to be something he might regret a little bit because he yeah. has been in the UFC for so long. He is such a huge fight fan. He tweeted out Conor McGregor before Conor was in the UFC. Mm-hmm. And it's like you have this. I mean, I wish he was just doing a fight companion with Eddie Bravo and a couple other guys that night so we could Brandon just watch Schaub. that. Like, granted, they'll do it after the fight. But I, I really think he's kind of – I sound so stupid saying it, but I mean it just almost seems like he's kind of missed an opportunity not doing something the night of the fight, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean I would – of course I'd, I would love to, uh, to to see that. I mean I think if, if anybody, like I said, I mean Rogan needs to be – I would have loved to see Rogan, you know, be, be there uh, calling the fight. Right. For God's sakes. But, you know, at least do a fight companion. 
Yeah, you so know, I, mean, I, pr- I prefer those fight companions. Me too, because it's. I always talk about like in a podcast, it's just like a one-sided friendship. Like it's one mm-hmm. thing, like on this, like where most people that are listening to this podcast know who I am, and we are friends in real life. But like when I listen to like Burt Kreischer's or now Chris D'Elia's Congratulations Pod, like how huh. we have all this inside shit of like you won't and Nape's fool or whatever <laughs> the dumb vernacular we've created. <laughs> like I now have this too and this one fight, like one-sided friendship. You know, like with D'Elia, yeah. I'm saying, oh, turn around. Oh, y- y- Yakuda. Oh, it, it's a free hunch. Like, bye. <laughs> like, and I feel like I'm friends with them, but they don't know who the fuck I am. I mean, obviously, they don't know who the fuck I am. And it's just like this weird world we live in now, you know? But And like, if you don't listen to Congratulations Pod, then I'm going to say things sometimes oh, that's going to sound no. creepy. Like, I walk into work, I'm like, what's up, my babies? And they're looking at me yeah. like, what? Wait, what? Dude. <laughs> yeah, if you're not, if you're not uh, listening to... Uh, Chris D'Elia's congratulations pod. Just, just do it. I mean, you know, he's, it, it's, it's just on, it's um, unreal. It's Have unreal. you listened to every it's, one of them? Uh, I, I haven't listened to the last two. Okay. But up, up to that point. I've um, listened to every I, one of I, them. I think there's 30 now, which is crazy. But like, thank I know, God, I know. Like, thank God for that podcast too, because for people that like don't know, like I wouldn't have had the stones to do this. Like I kept saying I was going to do it in the back of my mind. It's like when you're saying, oh, tomorrow I'll go to the gym. Oh, come Monday, I'll eat healthy. I'll oh, come Monday. And then it's three years later and you never eat healthy. But it was you after listening to Congratulations Pod and you're like, bro, that's what, it, that's what it needs to be. Because all it used to be on radio is just you winding me up and then me just going off <laughs> of whatever it was censored, which I hated, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. I fucking hated. So it's nice. Um, I mean, without that podcast, I don't know if I would have started it in this way because like he gave me the format. It's like, oh, I can write a couple topics. I can rant, and it only has to be forty five minutes because like when you're used to watching Rogan, everything's three hours. Like that's daunting to do by yourself. Yeah, as a guest, you know, with 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 radio too. And I know you did a couple shows by yourself. You know, you're, you know, not only are you are you trying to stay on topic, but you're trying to take phone calls Mm -hmm. uh you're trying to watch the clock to see what time you're going to break Mm -hmm. you know at at least with when i heard uh dalia's podcast i'm like shit like this is perfect like you know grayson could totally do this it's just seriously put put your mic on sit back and just fucking rant about something you know write down a couple topics and just go and I you really know, do. I, I feel better, dude. I, I swear to God, like since I've done it, I've been a happier person and I felt lighter. I think like I have all this bent up aggression. Cause, you know, we send yeah, screenshots back and forth of talking shit on people all day. I mean, of certain posts or whatever it is. It's therapeutic. So it's like now I just going to come out and just rant with it. And it fucking helps a ton. And it's been fun. And I've interviewed cool people. And like now we're doing this. Like it's it's dope. It's rad. Yeah, it's awesome, man. It's awesome. <laughs> Dude, I was at um, my buddy engage my buddy's engagement party on Sunday. Uh, my buddy Tom Atkins, shout out, shout out Tom. But right as I pulled up, like, of course, I ate a couple of gummy bears before I went, and like the whole time, like I was like, I'm gonna fucking know nobody here. I'd never even met Tom's fiance. And right as I pull up, I see a woman get out of a car, and it was fucking Buddy Olds and his wife Lauren. And I was like, come up, I know <laughs> someone here. Like, holy shit, I forgot Buddy's wife. Um, used to be a lifeguard with Tom, but I say all that to say this, I was talking with buddy and he's like, he would brought up one of the sports clicks episodes and 
that I had totally forgot about. Where, oh, I know I forgot about it. Where what Am- happened? Where Amber Webb was on it, and she was either in studio or we had her call in, and it was oh, just God. like curse word after curse word, and just like I'm not I'm not here to shit on Amber Webb, but he brought that up, and I had totally even forgot that conversation. Did he enjoy it? <laughs> took place. He was just like, I could not believe you guys were having that on air and were allowing that. Because I remember producing just had to keep hitting the goddamn dump button every time she would say something. I mean. Amber, Buddy, but you're we, doing well. We, have, but... we did things at that station on those airwaves that sh- that should have never, oh. ever happened, ever oh. had the business of happening. No, I mean, gosh, there there was that time when, you know, when uh, accidentally left that mic on, and Big Joe's talking about his his trip to Disney World, where uh, you know he was he was getting a hand job on on his on his way to Disney World. And, <laughs> And I swear to you that we were having it was like some high school baseball coach was on next. Joel was going to interview him. And, <laughs> and and I remember the baseball coach was on hold, you know, and when you're on hold, you can hear everything that's going on. And he's he's listening to it in his minivan with his six year old kid in the back. Oh, my and, God. And he's about to go on this show. And, and you know, Big Joe, hey, I'm sorry. That was my it was my bad. You know, yeah. I, I left the mic on by accident. Who knows? But. But yeah, it, he was talking about a, some kind of hand job he was getting, and uh, talk about an awkward uh, introduction. You know, when we got back uh, from break. So I mean, there's there there's a lot of stories. You know, the fact that uh, you know we almost got in a fight with Doc because uh, we threatened to take his show off the air because uh, you know we we didn't really stand for him. You know, uh, labeling all Muslims as terrorists, <laughs> and, and I, I thought, hey, you know. I'm justified in, in in telling him, hey man, don't don't say that shit. Don't say that shit. I'm I'm not gonna be a part of this. You know, I'll I'll fucking go downstairs right now and Grace and I will smoke a cigarette downstairs. Like, don't yeah. worry about it. Like, but your show's not going on the air, big guy. No. And fucking gets up with his shaky drunk hand and. This we used to do. We used to work on this show called the Doc Show on Sports. And what the fuck does that mean? It's because the guy went by the name Doc Holiday. His name's Jeff Duncan, and I guess like in the early '90s, he was like a somewhat like big of like an FM talk show host yeah, or whatever. Was, you know, he like was the one morning of the big guys in Orlando back in 1997. But here's here's how I got to know. Mind Duncan. you, it was 2012. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Doc was in the beginning. He seemed nice, and he just like second show in, dude. And I should have known this. Like this is like the first indicator of how Florida was going to go for me. Like second show in. Dude, get this house foreclosed on. Fuck you. You you, you would move Florida. back. You would move back to Florida. You, you would, wouldn't you? Florida. Would continue, you really? Continue the story because I think okay. it's, it's so, important to the audience. So we'll get back to Florida. Second show in, Doc gets his Listen. house uh, foreclosed on. He has to take everything and put it in his Miata or whatever he drives. Moves to a hotel down the street. And I don't know. He's 200 pounds overweight. Doesn't shower. Brings in his dog into the studio that also has oh. not had a bath in a year. But this motherfucker would come and drink during the show. I mean, which isn't that bad. I mean, we drank during some shows. But the show was at 7 in the morning. He would go and hide beers in the bathroom. He'd go, like, top deck it and put it in the water and then go during a commercial break and go drink beer and come back. Dude would be hammered, as Eddie Bravo would say, hammer drunk. Oh, yeah. At 7.30 oh, yeah. in the morning on a Tuesday. Oh, yeah. And he would, like, I from time to time, I'll go creep on his Facebook page just to see the shit he's talking. Because, like, when I first moved out there, I would say I was more, 
like conservative leaning than I am now. I've probably yes. got, become like more liberal now yes. than I have, or just like more libertarian. Like, do what the fuck you want to do. Stay out of my life. But Doc would always think he'd have like he'd have a friend in me, and he'd like go off on like some race and ta- like racist tangent, like Grayson understands, and I'm like, no, I don't, dude. Like, no, I fucking don't. And it was a show. It was on CBS Sports Orlando, and this is pre-Trump. So I mean, he was like. I can't imagine what he's like now, but I mean, he would just say all Muslims are terrorists. We should drop an A bomb. Would call black people all thugs, and we all know what that word is just in place of. And he's just yeah, such this- a piece of shit. Like I- I'm surprised he's still alive. No, you came. You came. I think a couple months during the Romney Obama. Uh, election. I came the week of. I came the you week came of. The week of. I moved Sunday, and the election was Tuesday. You're right. Yeah, yeah. You you, you came during that time, and you know it, it's he he either way he he's just like you said. You know, I thought he was a, he was a good guy to start, and then he just you know I don't know what it was, but you know just the fact that we weren't gonna stand for you know his. Uh, his, his his really his his hate speech yes and that's not being liberal but he, no. he literally was a hate just it's not being a snowflake speech. about it like hate no, speech no yeah um and i just we just calmly said hey <laughs> i'm not putting this shit on the air anymore <laughs> and, and that's my call because you don't fucking know how to operate this, no. this board big fella so <laughs> and that that pissed him off we were never the same since then, you know, but whatever, fuck him. That was it. Yeah, like he was a guy that was kind of like he was just like a fake Howard Stern. Like you, you know what those radio guys are like. He's like trying to be edgy and like, oh, if I say this, like he's just like that old school guy too. Like where he wants to talk about a girl's titties. Like there's a girl mm. in the studio. Was like, ah, oh, I can smell you yeah. from here, baby. Like it's like that type of just old school oh, yeah. shit. Ooh, Ooh yeah, yeah. Oh, like, oh yeah. Like, like you couldn't bring a girl uh, in the studio without no, him just no. being an old fucking creep about it. Like I totally forgot yep. about that too. Oh yeah, no, 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 no women in in the studio because Doc couldn't uh, couldn't handle himself. Wait, didn't you fuck up the mic on one of his shows too? Didn't you keep one on when you weren't supposed to with Samantha? Weren't they saying something about her like going down on yes. her or something yes. like that? <laughs> yes, that was intentional. You know, it, it, the, the saying should go like this. You know the old saying when, you know, don't fuck with people who make your food. Don't fuck with the producer and the radio studio because we'll fuck your life up. Yeah. So I kept his mic on and, he, yeah, he was, you know, he, he was talking talking some shit on Samantha A. Brown and she – uh let's just say she's an avid listener and she heard and she heard just like what was that guy's name ron what was ron, ron? oh i i can't even be <laughs> mad at ron like ron remember ron, ron prager ron prager that was it ron prager went after grayson on 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 facebook on facebook messenger remember because okay so grayson was non grayson still is but he was he was no bullshit he was no bullshit if, if you don't have a good take i'm not fucking putting you on the uh-huh. air I'm over here like, you know, if somebody wants to call, put them on. Like, <laughs> but Grace's like, no, fuck this. And he knew, he knew Ron Prager, bless his heart, he would call every single show, you know, which I sympathized with. If he was going to, if he wanted to call and he was, he was a, a regular and he, you know, he, he was supporting us, put him on. But Grace is like, no, fuck him. He doesn't, he doesn't say anything good, which he doesn't. But anyway, 
So he called. I remember he called at the beginning of, of a show one time, and it was I think it was like a two-hour show. Ron held on hold for I would say an hour and thirty minutes, and Grayson kept him on hold the entire time till finally he hung up. Anyways, we didn't think anything of it. I didn't even know Ron was on the line, but then we get this nasty Facebook message from Ron. Ron reached out on Facebook. I forgot just, all about this, dude. And and wrote this that paragraph after paragraph about you know Grayson saying I was gonna be on the air. Which you probably did. You probably was like, okay, hold on. Yeah. And just this long, just winded response about how he'll never listen to the show again and how offended he was and blah, 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 which I thought was hilarious. But he, he called again. Did he message Jan too? I feel like yeah, I, he, I feel like someone higher up. I came down and said something about it, but this. Oh, is, you know who said something? Uh, Tony Comas said something. Oh, that's it. He that's messaged snowflake. Tony when I was that's like working snowflake. for free. Yeah. that's what it was. It oh, it fuck Tony Comas! I swear <laughs> to God, and like you're such a nice guy the whole time. You're just like, bro, like just apologize or just do this, and like you know me, like I draw a fucking line in the sand, and that's it. Like I have my own standards and morals that I'm gonna abide by, and fuck everyone else. Like, right, and like right. once you do me wrong, like that's it. Like Tony Comas, like I I forgot about that kid too. I swear to God, kid. I mean, what what was he? Thirty five or whatever. He's probably still trying to make it in fm radio might have been 40 but the, the, the characters in florida I mean, you always talked about making a show out of it but like obviously the first episode you of could. this podcast was called fuck florida and now i get tagged in things about florida all the time and you don't hate florida it wasn't is, is that like, a shtick is that a shtick that you're trying to do Fuck. You don't hate Florida. Let's be real. I like I like Chris Drews. You loved you loved Florida. No, I like Chris okay. Drews. I like Eddie Bravo. Or Eddie Bravo. <laughs> Eddie Robinson. Well, you like Eddie Bravo. I, I do like Eddie, Eddie Bravo. I like um, all, all the compound people, including Jerry Isinger, and a few of the people I worked at Heathrow with, and then fuck everybody else. Nuke you the like state. You Griffies, don't you? Oh, my boy Griffey. We, we can't We can't say anything about the Griffies. Sorry. You saw he went to Miami, by the way? Yeah. So pump for him. But, like, tell people I'm not over-exaggerating about the news out there. Like... The news is crazy. Isn't Florida crazy? I mean, I know you like it or you view it in a better way than I do, but like, Florida's a I weird a state, way. dude. It, it's crazy. Yeah, don't don't get me wrong. It's insane, but but so is California. There's insane shit about California. There there's in, there's insane shit about uh, Florida. You know, it's just it's it's. I think in Florida with the news, it's almost like it's. They they search for that. It's like it's like a shtick out in Florida, where you know man bites off hand to Brian. feed the dog with. Brian, and, you know, just Brian. You, you you think they're just playing up these stories? Is why, that what you're telling me right they? now? You think they're why just playing they? up these? Because then you have people yeah. like me saying "fuck Florida," we should nuke them. Nobody go. I think I think I think Florida being crazy and Florida, you know, all the Florida news. I think that is that's a thing. Okay, that's a thing. So and, you think and, like how California they, has highway chases? You think like they just post crazy news stories all the time? What's what's that? Like how California, like how we are known for like uh, highway, like high speed chases. You think like that's kind of their thing? It's like ah, they're just known for crazy stories, so they just play up. Yeah, to it. absolutely, absolutely. And I, I just and I think that's what they. I think they they play to it. I think a, a crazy story. 
in Montana isn't going to get picked up as much as a crazy story in Florida because it's the crazy story in Florida. I just think there's crazy shit everywhere. But you liked living there. Yes, I did. You would live there again. Yeah, why not? Really? I had I had a great time. Really? I had a great time. Would you live like in like Central Florida again? Yeah, I'd live in Windermere. I'd be neighbors with Eddie Robinson. You kidding me? That's you see the different. house he just got. Hey, got a nice house. Looking good, Eddie. Looking good, Eddie. Wait, but Did I he give you a Facetime tour. No, <laughs> you got a he, Facetime he loves, tour. He loves to Facetime. You guys Facetime? Yes. Often. I mean, okay, yeah, occasionally. Well, right now we're Facetiming a lot because we got to go over our draft. We're in a, we're in a league together. He's nervous. Can we talk about fantasy football? That's the reason why I came on this. <laughs> You know, I don't have a I don't have a show to talk about, you know, anymore. I don't have any I, I I wanted to talk about fantasy football. I want to talk about the Vegas trip that's coming up. You know, and I, and 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 so this I thought this is why I was coming on. I will say I did cave cuz talking with Buddy and I did have a few beers at the engagement party. He talked me into a league that he puts on. It's like some sudden death league where you pick like a different team each week, like a knockout Suicide thing or something. League. Yep. It's $20 buy-in, and he said, like, the winner wins, like, a grand or two. I was like, okay, I could do that, and my goal is to win the fucking thing without watching a single game on the NFL. Not not one game. I'm just going to blindly pick. You have a good shot. Like, I'm just going to, like. You have a great shot of winning. I'm just going to blindly choose, because I hate the NFL anyways. Like, I started to boycott that a few years ago. And, like, see? Man of principle. What did I tell you about all the CTE shit? Like, no. I'm like, I'm done watching this. I'm done watching this. Oh, please. I'm done watching this. But you are going um, – when's your fantasy draft? Next weekend? Uh, Next sun- – yeah, a week from Sunday. Um, Where is it? Sunday. It's in Las Vegas. Who are you going with? I'm going with uh, our, our boys. I'm going with uh, CJ Davidson. Huh? Brent Marchione is going to be there. Brandon. Wait, wait, is uh, Brent Drew. working though, or is he going to be like a civilian? Is he working all weekend? Oh, I'm sure he's working all weekend. God he's going to take four hours out of his day to come do the draft, but every other moment he's going to be working. Okay. Obviously. Um, and then who else is going? Forjet. Uh, Ricky. Ricky is going. Forjet's going. Um, this guy Phillip's going. I don't know if you've ever met Phil. Um, they tried to talk Womble. Actually, they wanted Wombles to go, but he, the league, um, I think, voted him out. <laughs> Um, no, I'm kidding about that. But, uh, no, you're not. Who, who else? Who else is going? Uh, I think that I don't know. I think that's it. There's 12 of us. Um, I forgot. Where I'm is? Gonna, where are you guys actually doing the fantasy draft? Um, I think the draft is at some restaurant or something. Restaurant or strip club? I think it's a restaurant. I know they had it in a strip club last year. I don't, I, they? I, okay. I, I thought it was. I thought I heard yeah. a strip club. So I thought you were just trying to be politically correct for a second. No, 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 no. I know they had it at like Spearmint Rhino or something last year. I, I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know where it is. Uh-huh. But um, you know what my favorite thing about yeah. all this though is like you have Brent, Brent, who we love. Brent, Brent works at Excess. Has been there. I don't know, like ten years. It feels like uh-huh. he's all on Team Money team. Oh, but God. the Conor McGregor after party is at Excess. So, like, all this shit he's been talking, and then he goes and posts on Instagram today the teaser video for Conor McGregor's after party at Excess. I so, saw that. So, of course, I had to troll, troll him, you of know? And you it's, it's, of course you did. He's, like, the one person I actually enjoy trolling. Like, it's just all like, good fun, but... No, it, he's funny. So, I, I, 
also for him like that's big shit if Connor wins and then goes to the club for the after party I'm not gonna oh, lie yeah. to you like I keep checking on flights I keep looking I'm like fuck do I go like not even like necessarily to the fight like just to go watch it somewhere on the strip cause like I watched Connor and Nate won on the strip and it's fucking a good time and it's it's just gonna be so many people so Brent getting blown up by the way by who past my bedtime oh are you in trouble it's time for me to go home soon okay well we'll get you to get tucked in soon hi suzanne oh tell me it just froze okay wait hold on it's coming back that would have been so funny if it just froze right in okay are you back um i think so yeah i see you um all right we'll wrap this up so you can get home i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to it uh hope hope i survive um you know, if, uh, why don't you just come in for one night? Come in one night. Because I'm then, scared. Then <laughs> like, where Charlie P likes to joke, like, are you scared? Yes. I'm yes. scared of hanging out with that group of people in that city for any time longer than a half hour. Because yeah, I, I know. I, I could wake up in a fountain. Like, I just I feel like old Grayson, like, all of a sudden, 21 year old Grayson comes back out when I hang out with those people. I, I might make an appearance, but I'm terrified. I'm terrified. Yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be fun. Obviously, uh, you know, it's like my it's like my third time going to Vegas in like four months. Nice. I bet you hadn't done that in four years. In like six <laughs> yeah, years. Totally. Uh, so we'll wrap it up so you can get home to Suzanne and everything. But uh, final thoughts on the fight. When do you think um, it's going to end? And where do we go from here? Wow. Uh, I'm I'm going to say. Flat out, Connor. Connor's going to shock the world. I think he's. I think he's going to shock the world. I think he's going to finish Floyd within four rounds. Um, and where we go from here, we go. Connor McGregor's the biggest, biggest star on the planet. Um, and combat sports will never be the same. I love it. I'm the same way, man. I, I really I could think be completely wrong. By the way, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I, I thought be in early on. I thought he has to get him in the early rounds. But then, even though it's a sparring video and it's cut, like you saw what he did to Polly, and that was in twelve mm-hmm. rounds. And I get that Polly mm-hmm. was fat and out of shape, and he's not money. He's not in Floyd's shape right now. But in the twelfth round, he looked pretty good. So I mean, it, it, he could get him later, but I'm hoping it's early. I'm hoping for like a Jose Aldo moment or for like a Holly Holm getting Ronda Rousey moment where it's just fucking chaos and nothing is the same. And then Taylor ends up with the Conor McGregor tattoo, so I don't have to get Floyd tattooed on me. <laughs> there you go. You know my dad. He'd be so disappointed if I had Floyd Mayweather tattooed on me. Yeah, Floyd of all things. <laughs> oh, he'd be so disappointed. I'm telling you. It's going to say, like, a bet's a bet, or, like, I lost a bet, or, like, I'm going to throw something in Where are you going to get it? Well, obviously, like, the easy answer would be, like, the thigh. But... I kind of feel like that's like bitching out. Like, I feel like I should get it somewhere visible esque, like whether it's on my arm or like lower leg or something. Like, I feel putting on a thigh is kind of a cop out, but I don't think I have to worry about it. I really don't. Like, I was nervous about it, but now, now I'm feeling good. Hey, man. Hey, man. I, 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 hey, I, oddly, I'm feeling good about it too, which is, which is weird, which is completely, a, you know, contrary to popular mm-hmm. belief. And it's, it's, it's something that doesn't make sense, you know, but I have this weird uh, confidence as well in Connor. But we'll I, see. I think maybe we're just. Yeah, boxing guys are just comparing just, him to like, they think they're fucking cool runnings. They think they're the black guys trying to bobsled, you know? I mean, and I think, right. I think really what he is, I mean, politics aside, I think he's Donald Trump. 
mm-hmm. where you have all these old school political analysts saying, "Oh, there's no way. Oh, he does this," and like they just oh, don't yeah. under, they don't understand the beast that was Donald Trump. They didn't understand the social media following. They didn't understand with coming up with these terms like fake news and crooked Hillary. Like, mm-hmm. and I kind of think it's the same thing with this Connor stuff. Is that they just don't understand what's really about to happen. And that's isn't that that's that's human history in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. I mean, you with anything in life, you know, the the collective ha- has a a mindset and and a, a belief that something's going to happen until something traumatic shakes the world, mm-hmm. and then your mindset changes from this point on in, in our history of of presidencies. I mean, we we can't be shocked anymore, you know, because Trump moved the needle, mm-hmm. you know, and. With with this, I mean, with Connor, it, it might be the same thing where we can't we can't take these guys for granted anymore, and and anything can happen when you put two professional fighters in a in a ring or an octagon together. Anything can happen. So yeah. we'll see. I, I I hope I hope I hope they shake the world. You know, nothing nothing would be better to have a Connor McGregor victory uh, this weekend, and then next weekend the beginning of fantasy football. I mean, it, it, it's just it's. It's like nothing I could ever experience in life, and then on top of that, we're in the middle of Bachelor in Paradise, you know, and we're still we're still uh, trying to figure out who the next Bachelor is going to be. Um, you know, it's 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 just a great time in entertainment. It really is, you know. And and I'm I'm just here to share with your audience. Whenever you know, if you ever want to do a, a Bachelor or Bachelorette breakdown, Grayson, you know, I, I could be your correspondent. You know, put the little uh, header right here. Um, you know, I'm, I'm free, you know, if you, if you want to bring me on back on after the fantasy football draft as well, uh, kind of get a recap on how my, my pick was, I have the fourth pick, um, which, which is just kind of, it, it's kind of frustrating. And, you know, I led the show with talking about the Odell, uh, Beckham ankle injury, uh, going into it. He's the clear cut fourth pick. Uh, obviously, you know, you have David Johnson, you know, you would have Antonio Brown, um, and Le'Veon Bell, uh, no particular order up there. But then fourth pick overall, you're gonna have Odell Beckham. You that's know, the only name I know out of all those names. Now that's the only Leo name Trump, I know. I don't know. You're such but a. Now piece they're of reporting shit. he's gonna miss. He's gonna miss week one. So I, I don't know where I'm gonna go with it. Okay. I mean, so really with all that being said, stuff. thank God this weekend's Conor McGregor. Um, you can follow Brian on social media. Is it Brian at or Brian underscore Winnegar on everything? Yep. Bomb. Yep. Dude, Brian underscore Winnegar. I would not be doing this podcast without you without moving out to florida without doing the show without you encourage me to do it buddy um thank you so much you know i fucking love you uh this has been awesome same buddy thanks for having me on i mean great time you know i'll, I'll uh we're gonna look so to... smart if he does it and if he does it if he gets knocked out then we're pulling the video off the internet it never happened okay perfect. nothing to see here nothing to see perfect. here perfect all right buddy perfect, man hey talk uh, soon all right peace